it's time to take off on the Award Travel 101 podcast. Helping you maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget. Now here are your hosts, Award Travel 101 Community Managers, Angie Sparks and Joseph Petrovic, to help you do extraordinary things on ordinary money. Earning points is easy, but finding award flights can be tough. Wouldn't it be great to get alerts when that elusive award space opens up? Thrifty Traveler Premium does just that. Thrifty Traveler's army of flight deal analysts are searching 24-7 for flight deals. And it's not just cash, but it's for those valuable award flights too. Plus, they've recently simplified their membership tiers to give everyone access to their Premium Plus tiers. You can set filters to only get the type of alerts you are interested in, whether that be domestic, international, economy, or business. Or if you love the unique one-off flights, check out their new Nerd Alert feature. Never miss another award deal by subscribing to Thrifty Traveler Premium. Use the promo code AT101 for $10 off your first year of Thrifty Traveler Premium Plus and get deal and award alerts straight to your inbox. And we're back for episode 39 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name is Joseph Petrovic, and I'm here again this week with Angie Sparks. Hey, Angie. Hey, Joe. How's it going? I see you wearing a sweatshirt, and I'm here in, in <laughs> sleeveless. So it looks like our, our weather temperatures are starting to diverge a bit. Yes, I'm pretty cold here. We have a fire going, actually, right now. Oh, jeez. So. <laughs> Yeah, my P2 is sitting outside with the dog by the pool. He's smoking a cigar and enjoy. We're, we're finally getting to the weather that makes us, makes it accept what August is like. So. There you go. Well, let's jump into the post of the week, which I've flagged as a post from you because I think these types of posts are what the Award Travel 101 community is really all about. And that's sharing deals and finding things that we can really make great use out of our miles and points. And that was that you had found that Award Wallet posted about business class award flights and and a deal that you could get for quite the deal, as a matter of fact. We have members yeah, all Yeah, it was kind of a scream a deal. At Europe, getting to Europe and getting to Europe inexpensively. I've seen economy awards within the U.S. the past year or two that are this, this expensive. So tell us a little bit more about this. So Award Wallet posted that Thrifty Traveler had actually founded our partner, Delta One Business Class to Europe, for just 39,000 points. Dates were limited. So I know we had some members that after I posted about, they're like, ah, dang it, I'm, I'm traveling the next month. And it wasn't available. And I went looking for it for a friend of mine who is traveling within that window. And I think it was already gone by the time I found it. But it's one of those, that's, that's why you like follow our community and you follow these award alert things because these things drop and people that do follow, they get to go ahead and book it and get it for a really cheap rate. And this is why it's great to also have flexible currency so that you can, you know, jump on these deals. You don't have to sit there going, oh, I need to collect AA miles to be able to book that AA flight. I think this is one that was bookable through Virgin and Everybody transfers to Virgin. So yeah, yeah it was and, a deal. Were you able to get it? And to be clear, it's 50,000 Virgin miles for these Delta flights to Europe. But with the transfer bonus from Chase right now, there's a 30% transfer bonus. And that makes it just 39,000 ultimate rewards points for this particular flight. It was not something I was looking to book, but you know, I'll have some more information on some trip updates on 
some things where I was finally able to use my some of the stranded miles and points. And I say stranded, they weren't really stranded, but things that I've built up over time in these various currencies through transfer bonuses and things like that, where we, where I got to exercise some of my award travel math. So it's <laughs> <laughs> a new, that's a new thing now. I like that phrase better than girl math. Girl math kind of makes me mad. So let's jump into the news. We have some things that Delta walked back some changes to their sky miles and lounge access. We have some updates with MGM and transfer bonuses, but let's jump into the Delta stuff first. So I haven't really followed it a whole lot because I'm not a Delta loyalist, but you know, as we had just talked about previously, Delta kind of burned down the house and just alienated so many of their loyalists and you know, their their diamond members, even people who truly have high status with them are barely going to requalify at the lowest status under the new things. And they kind of were like, oops, we might've gone just a wee bit too far here. So I know they walked back some of them, but again, I don't follow it because I, I fly Delta once a year and it doesn't mean anything to me. How about you? What, what exactly did they do? Yeah. So more or less as far as the card access and basically they still won't give you unlimited access for lounges. So let's start with the lounges first is that, you know, if you had an Amex Platinum and were flying with Delta, uh, you could uh, access any time you were flying. They they had reduced that to six visits. And again, these are not set to take effect until 2025. So keep in mind, you have the next 13 to 15 months or so to take advantage of this unlimited anyway. So it's these don't go into effect until 2025, but they had, they've upped the amount of lounge visits you get with your Amex Platinum, Business Platinum, or Delta Reserve cards. So they had, I think, capped it at six for the Business Platinums. I believe they raised them to 10 each. And I think for the Aspire, they had it at 10 and they raised it to 15. So it gives you a little bit more breathing room from the lounge access. I think the other benefit was that they're not making each of the lounge visits a unique lounge visit where if you said, Hey, I'm starting in Atlanta and I'm flying to Minneapolis and connecting through Minneapolis to say California, you know, you could have visited two different lounges and they would count it twice. They're going to count it just once for the day. So the daily visit to give people a little more use out of those so called lounge visits. And then they're reducing some of the spend that's required for achieving status. It's not going to be quite as good as it was before, but for some people who've already uh, achieved lifetime status, it looks like lifetime status is going to be a little bit better. But like you, Delta status has never been an important factor to me. And I don't know how important it is to many of our newer members looking at some of this, because this is all something that really impacts those who've been flying the most for the longest. So it's nothing that's huge to me. We'll include a link in the show notes to Award Wallet's changes and updates. And with that, you know, we also have some updates from MGM. And have you been following anything with MGM? The only thing I paid attention to was when the MGM and Hyatt partnership ended, because I, you know, heard all the crying and wailing and lamenting from all the Hyatt lo- <laughs> loyalists who lost that. But, you know, people who are Marriott fans were like, ooh, maybe this is going to open up some opportunities for us. And unfortunately, of course, it's been pushed back and delayed. So we don't know anything more about it. It's just 
it's delayed. And um, I think a couple of people speculated that it had to do with the hack that the MGM experienced um, just a month or two ago was after the Hyatt changes were announced that that's probably part of what is pushing this back so far. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's delayed. Don't, don't know anything more than that. Yeah, that's basically where they are. And that was the update is that the, you know, the partnership has been pushed back into 2024, was expected to roll over into Marriott, you know, partnership on October 1st. And that hack did last quite a while. I, they think they're still trying to get everything up and running. They've been rebuilding their system from the ground up. And I've heard that the numbers are pretty staggering as to the loss that occurred during that shutdown of their systems is to the tune of almost $10 million per day nice. loss during this whole thing. So I'm sure that's going to take some time to get straightened out. And once they do, you know, we'll certainly provide any updates as soon as possible because one of the awesome things about a lot of these casino and loyalty programs is there are often tie-ins to the traditional award travel programs that we discuss more frequently here in the community and on the podcast. And there are some neat tie-ins, which we'll maybe cover a little bit later here in our main event topic. I also shared, I've talked about this on previous podcasts, so I'm not going to dig real deep into this, but my post from my son and my travel or travel back last month in September, I finally posted on a Ward Wallet the full details of that trip and all the things that we did. So I thought that was kind of cool. And, you know, it's one of those reminders of things that you can do domestically. People always say, oh, oh I saved my miles and points and rewards for international travel for the big business class redemption. And I got some pretty huge redemptions off of a domestic trip. And, but you can read more about that on Award Wallet. I'll link that in the show notes. And then we have some transfer bonuses. Yep, I got some transfer bonuses to Flying Blue and to Life Miles. Gee, <laughs> surely sure I'm not going to take advantage of the Life Miles one. Flying Blue, you know, again, I hate to speculatively transfer because I much prefer to have the flexibility like we just talked about on the post of the week. So even though I have booked several flights with Flying Blue and it would be nice to book it for fewer miles, I would much prefer it, but they they expire. Both of these programs, the miles expire. So I would much prefer to keep mine flexible without a specific need to use them. How about you? And, and what is the the transfer bonus? What's so the rate? Both of these are 25% bonuses. Flying Blues is from Chase and Life Miles is from City. And while I like the idea of the Life Miles, you know, 25% is much <laughs> larger than it usually is because normally their transfer bonus is like 15%. But, you know, the fact is, is that you don't know what's going to happen. And, and City Thank You Points happens to be one of my more lower currencies that I have. So it's, while it's not terribly hard to regenerate, while I'm chasing big bonuses, I'm not spending on the, that card, the city premiere as frequently. So there's not a ton of spend going on to increase the earning on that right now. And I hate to just transfer willy nilly without any kind of plan involved. Did you guys talk about the new offer on the Chase Freedom Unlimited where Chase, there's not really a, a traditional sign up bonus, so to speak, but that Chase is going to max, max every point that you've earned in that first year at the end of your first year. So basically, 
what is traditionally a one and a half points on, you know, for non-bonus spend will become a 3X card. And then it's even bigger for drugstore and dining. Did you guys talk about that previously? No, that's new since we last recorded. And that's definitely a great offer that members should be able to take advantage of is checking in on the bonus on the Chase Freedom Unlimited. It effectively makes it a 3X anywhere earning card. If you have select purchases like drugstores, they double that. So everything's doubled. You can earn up to 6X at drugstores which I'm sure many of our more advanced members will get a lot of interest in with some gift card routes. And then then you have up to 10x through the travel portal because it would normally be, I think, 5x through Chase Travel and uh, they double that. So you could earn 10x there. Could be very attractive option for many folks uh, looking to get some bonus points or who have higher spend. I mean, if you happen to have a an opportunity to spend a lot of money and you've got this no annual fee card earning 3x everywhere and transferring those partners at a multiple of 3x could become super attractive. Well, and it really could. And it's one of those, a lot of folks would be like, oh, but there's no sign up bonus. I don't want to do this. But if you look at what you could earn overall in a year, I don't know. It It's I wish we didn't both already have one. <laughs> I would really like to have this 3X. Thank you. Anyway, so the other yeah. changes, though, that have come in are changes to the Hilton Aspire and Surpass cards. So previously, Amex has added in this family language. We've, we've lamented and complained about them the past couple episodes, how they've you know messed up the Delta cards, and then they added it weird language for the platinum and the gold card. And then they did it to like our everyday cards. And so we were really worried that Hilton was coming. And I think I even said, I don't want to speak this into the universe. So the changes actually, though, aren't as bad because they don't have the family language where if you have an Aspire, you can't get a surpass and vice versa. And they have, of course, increased the annual fee on both cards. But they've also changed some of the credits. And I think that I think the credit changes are beneficial on the Aspire. What do you think? Yeah, the I know that there will be some folks who are super excited about it. So the changes to the Aspire credits, it used to be $250 airline incidentals and $250 resort credit. I believe they've raised it to a total of $400 in resort credit. So it's $200 per half throughout the year. I don't believe you can use that all at once. I think it's $200 Correct. for the first half of the year. $200 in the second half of the year. So that's $400 in Hilton credit. And then they've reduced the airline fee credit from $250 to $200. But I'd heard something about it possibly being quarterly, and I haven't looked into that. And that's that makes it kind of more of a pain in the butt to use because I know a lot of folks who find ways and make use of that all at once rather than being uh, stuck with you know only using $50 here or $50 there. So there's still ways to uh, make it work and get that full value. But that annual fee again is going up a hundred dollars. So now five fifty instead of four fifty. The surpass it went up from ninety-five to one fifty and they're doing something similar. So the one advantage with the surpass is that it now will have a credit, a fifty dollar property credit quarterly. So I mean you could effectively make that a card that is paying you to hold it. The question becomes, you know, how easy or difficult will it be to use those credits? 
think we talked about an, on an earlier episode about using it to go out to, you know, dinner. If you have a, a Hilton mm-hmm. property that's worth it, you know, opening up a folio, that might be a way to use that. But I don't know if it's going to be stuck to, you know, the traditional resort credit or if this is some way to, you know, there's a way to work around using that through prepaid days or gift cards or some way of using that. And I guess that's uh, going to be, you know, a wait and see, and we'll see what the data points bring us. Well, I do know for the Aspire, it is, the airline credit is $50 a quarter, which is a pay. However, the language makes it look like it's no longer incidentals only, that it looks like it might actually apply to ticket cost. Okay. Um, So, you know, I probably still wouldn't use my Aspire because I want my travel protections for my Chase cards, but I'll put $50 of a ticket on my Aspire and put, the you know, like I'm thinking Southwest tickets or something where yeah. I can use travel funds then throw $50 on the Aspire and the balance on my Chase card for the travel protections. I'll try that out. One thing that they are doing is I guess those, it's a timing issue here. I'm not real sure when these new benefits kick in because if you look online, they are showing up in your account already on Amex. But they're also saying that if your annual fee the, on your surpass, if your annual fee posts now before these things all kick in, you still get your old $250 resort credit through the end of this year. So the P2's um, annual fee just posted. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, see if I can get that credit again. We've, you know, we've got resorts all around us here. So that's an easy thing for me to go and test out. And I would be happy to report back on that. Awesome. Well, with that, let's head on over to some trip updates. So what do you have new for us, Andy? I have nothing new in in terms of uh, future bookings or anything like that, but I successfully flew Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I flew it home from Chicago last weekend. I had booked a backup flight on Southwest for the following day in case it didn't happen or in case they changed the flight schedule so dramatically. And it was fine. I arrived alive. I had the big front seat. It's, I mean, it's so hard to, I think my ticket was $40 and my big front seat was $40. So it's kind of hard to use points or travel funds or something else when I can get, you know, that kind of ticket home. I didn't love the seat, I have to say, because, you know, they don't recline. Spirit seats don't recline. So you don't have that argument about, you know, or are, are you, can you recline this person? Blah, blah, blah. But the problem was there was some weird headrest and it kept kind of pushing my neck forward. And I was sitting in 1C, which is the bulkhead. And I really don't love bulkhead anyway. But the moment I got to put everything up in the overhead bin and I didn't have to have anything under the seat in front of me because there was no seat in front of me. But I'm thinking maybe the next time try big front seat in row two against the window so I could kind of sit at an angle and still put my feet out under the seat in front of me. I'll give it another try, but I survived it. Took off a little late and I got home a little late, but you know, it's hard to beat that price. Yeah, for 80 bucks, you know, you get the all the bags free and basically the seat selections and all those things reduce the price of the big front seat as well. So all those extra perks and benefits you get with that gold status that we talked about some time ago with doing that match, it already paid off because you you saved everything you paid and more for that particular flight, save some miles. So it doesn't hurt to use cash once in a while when you have these opportunities like this arise. I do want to say though, one thing that was really weird is I'm so used to just using, you know, mobile boarding passes and whatnot. 
and they don't do that. <laughs> you can't add it to your Apple wallet. So I tried to do a screenshot of it and tried to scan that to get on a plane and they, they pulled me out of the line and they printed one out and handed it to me because they, they couldn't scan the QR code that was on my phone, even though that got me through security, got me through TSA, got me everywhere else. It would not actually let me on the plane. So oh, that's interesting. I've always been able that. to use uh, Spirit's mobile boarding passes before. So I, it's been a while since I've flown with them. So I don't know. I, you know, keep looking for an opportunity to use this status as well. And, <laughs> and I have some things that we could do, but that requires some trips that we're not quite ready for at this point. Yeah. And you, you don't want to book these speculatively because they will have cancellation fees. Yep. How about you? So you, tell us about your fun trips because yeah. you've got way more going on than I do. Last we spoke, I was trying to get something booked for my dad and me. We'd started the idea of what we were going to do. And he wanted to do this cruise through the Adriatic and Mediterranean. And we have the cruise in mind that we're looking to do still. That's still in the works and we haven't got that all straightened out, but we're working on that. And, but I, I managed to pull all the flights together. So I ended up canceling one of the two Eddie Hod first bookings that I talked about last time. With your zillion miles. I, I'm going to probably cancel the other as well. It's so sad to give up, you know, a first class seat for a 13, 14 hour flight. I really would have liked to do that, but that's probably going to go by the wayside along with the hotel bookings that I had over in Abu Dhabi and then Doha because I found some flights that worked within the framework of what he was looking to do, which is, you know, cruise throughout, again, the Adriatic and Mediterranean. And we talked at one point that I had these Avios points sitting from transfer bonuses. So I, I had my award travel math there because those were free points. <laughs> They've been sitting there for a very long time from a 40% transfer bonus, but I couldn't get them into my Iberia account because my name and email address did not match. I did get my Cutter account finally to sync up with BA. So that was like good news. So I transferred just that to see how it would work and make sure everything went smoothly. I transferred some points from BA over to Cutter. But then, you know, I called British Airways and said, Hey, what's going on? Why can't I move this? And that's when they told me the bad news. So you had suggested that I should maybe just transfer the points in to Iberia. Unfortunately, I was going to, I was running into the same exact issue because my credit card matches my BA account and not my Iberia account. So either oh, way, I was stuck and I had to reach out to them. I actually called and got, I think within less than 15 minutes, I got a, an agent on the line who said, here's, let me walk you through the process of what you need to do to submit information. I got it submitted. And five days later, while I was in the middle of a conference session, uh, I get an email from them that said, hey, we've updated your account. And as soon as uh, we hit lunch break, I bolted out of there to go get those booked because there was a business class from Washington, Dulles, over to Madrid, over to Venice, which is where we wanted to end up because it's about an hour and a half a drive away from Trieste. And so we're going to spend two nights in Venice. I have the Hyatt-centric Murano booked for 30000 Hyatt points for two nights. We'll explore Venice a little bit. I know Murano is a little bit off Venice, but there's also a boat that shuttles you back and forth from the airport. So we'll make use of that and some Hyatt status. So we'll, we'll still 
find ways to make it all work. So I'm kind of excited about that. And there was also an issue. There was a Thrifty Traveler premium alert uh, that came out for ITA Airways flying to and from Rome. And uh, originally it was from Chicago. I had some issues with that. I tried to book it. It wouldn't work. Effectively, this cruise ends in Rome. So that's kind of the cool part of it is that we are going to uh, start the cruise from Trieste and end up in Rome where it finalizes. We'll spend two days in Rome. And I booked the Waldorf Astoria with a 80,000 points and a free night award certificate. So oh, very nice. That was super expensive. I mean, it's like almost $1,000 a night for the Rome. I think it's Cavallari or I don't know how to pronounce yeah. it properly. Yeah. But, you know, $1,824 to be exact for two nights and 80,000 points and a free night award certificate, which I recently finished up. So that was kind of cool. Again, it was 150,000 virgin points. I did have it put on hold. It got can- that hold got canceled because the day I went to book it, Virgin was having some technical issues and you'd mentioned how nice they are to speak with. I did call them and tried to get it. And the lady was very nice and promised she'd call me back as soon as they got it straightened out. She did not call me back. And oh two no. Days, two days later, I see that the, the reservation fell out of the system. Yeah. Uh, the hold dropped, but I went back in and I was just like, let me try this again. And it went right through this time and it booked. I was the ward space okay. was still there. Grabbed that. And of course, then we used some United Miles uh, to book the most important flight, which is the one to get to D.C. So that was the last <laughs> flight booked. It was the flight that we needed to start the trip. And so that was you know, kind of the framework. And most of the points that I used to book all of this, and oh, I guess I should say that I booked a trip coming home using Avios as well on British Airways and booked an AAO award through British Airways. I guess I should say I booked an Avios award with American Airlines coming home from John F. Kennedy to Cleveland Hopkins for 15,000 Avios, which I, again, I have a lot of Avios in my account from the 40% transfer, you know, almost two years ago, year and a half to two years ago that they ran those. So you know, I knew I'd use them eventually. They're getting used now. If you want to look at it, the Iberia flight that I paid 98000 for the two of us was 70000 transferable points. And then the BA award that I booked on AA was 11000 transferable points. So been using up some of these award travel math points sitting around here between Virgin Atlantic. We talked about that. I actually expired all of my Virgin points and I actually had to transfer some in. I did my first Chase transfer to a non-Hyatt partner. So I transferred 4,000 Chase Ultimate Rewards to complete the Virgin booking and give me enough points, which gave me 5,200 Virgin points. So a lot of things all happened last weekend, getting this whole thing. I, I couldn't believe how quickly it all pulled together. But you know, going back to what we said at the opening with your post, there are a lot of things you can do with miles and points. And this is why I build these rewards and uh, balances. And I'm not saying to hold on and hoard them by any means, but I'm saying if you have them there and they're ready to go, you know, as soon as you're ready to go, you can jump on it. Well, once you get your cruise figured out, I've got some really good tour guides that we used when we did our Mediterranean cruise. And I'm going to give the tip to like everybody in the world here in Venice. There is a tour called, it was through the company called Walks of Italy. 
and it's called St. Mark's After Dark. And it was probably, it was pricey. It's not cheap at all, but it was probably one of the coolest things that we did on our cruise. And we did it the very last night that we were over there and my family was fussing at me that I booked this thing. You know, why are we doing this last thing or not last night? We walked out of there and they all just looked at me and they're just like, wow, it was great. So there you go. Go do that. Because you're in there on a private tour. You're not there with the hundred million of other people trying to go into St. Mark's and um, you get access to parts of the of the cathedral or church. I don't know what it is. Is it a basilica? Anyway, you get access to places that normal tourists don't get to go. So there you go. Awesome. Moving on to what bonuses did we get? Angie, I think we both got the same cards. I'll burn through it real quick. Uh, P2 applied for a business gold offer that was uh, pretty exciting news. 150,000 point offer, which we talked a little bit about in War Travel 201. What did you do? Well, my P2 applied for the same darn card, but he got the message of, oh, we need to talk to you. (laughs) I'm like, no, no, you really don't. So I need, I did try to call them myself to see if, as the account manager, if I could answer whatever questions they had. But no, they want him on the line. And the unfortunate part was they called him. And so, of course, he wasn't aware that he applied for this card. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that out loud. I'm his account manager, darn it. Luckily, I've trained him really well. And he did tell the guy that, you know, my my... My financial advisor or my secretary assistant, whatever he called me, she's the one that manages all that. So it's most likely that I did. And it, it went into one of those, you know, well, we need you to prove that you're who you say you are. And he goes, well, you need to prove to me that you're American Express and one of those back and forth, back and forth. So we need to call because it's 150,000 points and we will easily hit the spend with our property taxes. So I just need to do it. But I have to have him here to call and all that fun stuff. But that's it. No other new cards. And I don't foresee really any new ones for the near future. So let's jump into our highlight feature. And you attended the Chicago seminars. I went to Zorkfest. What a week. How about you? So let's get us started. So I'm sad that they were on the same weekend because I really would kind of like to go to Zorkfest. Not because I have a burning desire to do the casino thing, because I really don't. However, one of my favorite sessions during Chicago seminars was about casino matching and getting free cruises. So I kind of need that first step there to be able to parlay it into the other things. Uh, you know, we we always tell people, go to meetups, go to meetups, come to our events and whatnot. I'd say the negative about Chicago seminars is that they have concurrent sessions. So you look at the schedule and you're like, oh, I want to go to that. Oh, but I also want to go to that. Oh, I really want that. So I made, you know, arrangements with friends. I'm like, okay, you go to that one. I'll go to this one. And we'll do screenshots of things and give each other the information. And, you know, there's definitely some tips that I learned. A few, You know, nothing like earth shattering. One thing I learned that would have helped me was how to make a Singapore business class seat not violently uncomfortable. <laughs> like, now you tell me. You could have told me before I had that flight. But it was great. I haven't announced the dates for next year, but I'm assuming it's going to be in the same range mid-October. That's typically when it is. And I highly encourage people to go. It, if the Probably the best thing, and this goes back to the go to meetups, is actually meeting people in this hobby and catching up with friends. And I was so thankful that so many of our members who were there 
actually came up and introduced themselves to me. And people who, you know, have been in the group for forever or they're just not active anymore. I met a ton of them. It was awesome. I had breakfast with Spencer Howard the very first day. And, you know, the last day he sat there and shared a fried apple pie with me. And I'm sitting there going, I was kind of fangirling <laughs> over him. Um, so it was kind of cool. But I was so thankful that our members came up and said something to me because, you know, I, I'm I'm volunteering. I'm busy talking to people I already know. I'm, you know, meeting other people. And, you know, people's profile pictures don't necessarily look like what they really look like. So right. it was, it was, that was awesome. I'd say there's probably like four sessions that really stood out for me. One was Spencer's session about the best first class cabins and how to book those on awards. You know, and Spencer sounds out, he's got an alert newsletter as well. So that was kind of interesting. I definitely took screenshots in that. And then there was Sean Coomer. He, he did the, you know, cruise hacking, so to speak thing. And he did a ton of cruises last year. And I'm, you know, if if I can get P2 to retire, you know, or if he does retire, we always enjoyed cruising, you know, back in the day when our kids were younger. So that would be an awesome thing to start doing again. And there was another guy, he's a travel blogger. I really didn't know him. I didn't have followed him travels with Grant. And he did kind of tips and, you know, trip kind of thing. And there was one tip that he gave, not going to give it away. You got to go to these things to hear these tips. It paid for my whole entire weekend. I'm like, that's brilliant. I always love it when something like that happens. But, you know, it's just getting to see everybody and meet them in person and you can go to the after parties and have lunch with other people that do this crazy hobby. So you're talking to other people and that, you know, your real life friends and family that you also think you're insane about. So, but everybody, but everybody else was just as insane as I was, if not worse. So how was Zorkfest? Yeah, Zorkfest was fantastic. We had uh, a little bit of a hectic schedule, almost missing flights. Uh, my buddy pulled a hamstring as we were hauling from the far terminal of E to the far terminal of C, or maybe it was oh my B, gosh. I can't remember. Of course, every flight we had to get on was in the furthest point from, you know, <sighs> that it could be from one terminal to the next. So we were running and thankfully we had a nice Dreamliner flight all the way there and we tried to make it as comfy as possible. But the Zorkfest itself, you know, there was a session by Justin Bakula. He has a podcast as well called Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast. And I've been listening to him for a while. I've seen him speak before. There's some good casino stuff tied in with the miles and points and how to generate more spend through some of these apps and, you know, still recover that without losing or losing large. So, you know, you're effectively buying points at a very huge discount to what they would cost if you could buy them in many cases. Or if, you know, obviously flexible point currencies, that's not really something you can buy. You can't go out and buy Chase Ultimate Rewards, so to say. I mean, you can do it by paying bills mm -hmm. where you're paying PayPal or, you know, these fees. But he's showing ways to do this for, you know, next to nothing at a very minimal cost. And, you know, we talked a little bit afterwards. So we might be bringing him in as well for our meetup in San Antonio. We've got to discuss a few things here further with that. And no, it was cool that we were able to have these sessions. The organizer, Michael Traeger of Travel Zork, who organizes Zorkfest. This was, I think, his fifth event that he's done. And he had this beautiful piano or founder suite in the Harris Hotel in Lake Tahoe. And it was just 
Oh, oh my goodness, this thing was incredible. <laughs> good room service. They they didn't charge. It's not like crazy room service. Yeah. Uh, I joined him and a bunch of other people who were speaking at the event for breakfast one day. And I think the entire breakfast was like $200. So they, they it's not like jacked up room service. It's whatever's on the menu. And uh, they there's no increased pricing or anything like that. I'm sure that in a Vegas hotel or... You know, some of these other places that would have easily been five to 10 times more expensive, but it was very reasonable. The one thing I was kind of sad about, you know, because we were hustling through everything that I didn't really get a time, any time to go to the lake. I would have liked to, I mean, it was beautiful scenery on the drive from Reno to uh, Lake Tahoe, South Lake Tahoe. So the hotel we stayed on was literally on the state line. Uh, we just walk across the street and we're in California from Nevada, (laughs) you know, you can, and by the way, you can, uh, walk around outside with a beer if you're in the Nevada side, but you cross over to California, you'll get arrested. Oh, that's funny. Don't, uh, walk around with a beer across the state border, but anyway, no, the event was great. There was a lot of things to learn from it. I think I did my best to make sure that Chicago seminars and Zork Fest next year don't conflict. So I, right. I know that uh, Zorkfest has been announced as being the first through the third of November that weekend. And we'll have some cool things Michael was talking about for some members when uh, they go to announce signups. So I think we'll get into that at some point here in the future. So there's a lot you can learn though, is the point of this is even I, you know, and Angie, we've been around for a while. We've seen these things and, you know, we're always trying to soak up new tips. And I saw the session with Grant. I think uh, I've been kind of following him since my earlier days because he was blogging when I first started blogging as well. And I think he had like 10 tips that he hasn't written about was his session yeah. at Chicago seminars. So you know, those are things that you don't necessarily want to die. So you don't always share them in small, you know, in larger settings, but you might share them in a smaller setting. And you get to talking with the folks who, you know, everybody has their own little niche in this. And, you know, my niche is that I have a very good overview of the thing as a whole, but am I super deep into any one thing? No, you know, it's, I, I only have so much time with I actually do have, as despite what most people think that I'm sitting here on Facebook all, all day long, I do have a another business that I operate and run outside of Award Travel 101. I have a family. We have other activities. So, you know, despite the fact that I'm always keeping an eye, I've got a million other things going on and I can't really go down a million different rabbit holes in the award travel hobby. Well, and I just told another member that, that exact same thing today. She was, she'd asked a question about, you know, the Southwest Companion Pass and timing and whatnot, because we're, we're getting really close to when you want to start working on that. And she, and I answered her question. She's like, oh, that's why I ask questions because, you know, I'm having a brunette moment. I didn't even catch that. And I'm like, there is no way for everybody to remember and know every single thing about this hobby because you know, it's like we talked about with the Delta stuff earlier. I'm like, it doesn't apply to me. I, I'm going to waste, the, I can't waste the brain bandwidth on that one because it doesn't apply. And there are other people in our group that do know it well. I've got somebody to go to that I can ask a question about. And hey, you know where I met those people? At meetups and going to conferences. <laughs> Chicago seminars looked incredible. I would have really liked to have joined because they, you know, one of the people that I'm connected to is Tom Stuker, and I would have loved to hear some of the stories that he shared as a the world's number one frequent flyer with over 23 million miles, uh, double the nearest person to him. 
I'm sure there were some incredible stories from that session. Uh, you were interested. Stood from everybody that there was over 300 people that attended mm -hmm. Chicago seminars, which I'm pretty sure is a record. I don't know if it is or not, but the when I last attended in 2018, 2019, they were approaching 300. But they, I, you know, 2019 obviously was the last full year prior to the pandemic. So I know they had a limited session last year, but I, I know it was nowhere near the size of what it was this year. So this may have broken a record with the uh, amount of attendees looking to learn more about travel rewards, award travel, miles and points and everything about it. And again, the fact that so many people showed up plus went, you know, there was, I think, 75 folks at Zorkfest, you know, conflicting weekends. I know there are people that would have liked to attend both. And, you know, there's things that you can learn because, you know, with the casino side of things, there are things that miles and points people don't necessarily think of. And there's a lot of gaming and edge. And actually, my buddy came away with a big win. He was playing one of the video poker machines and won like 600 bucks, you know, oh, gosh. Off of one of the machines. So that was kind of a nice win for him. Made the whole weekend, you know, paid for the event and, yep. and more. So I think folks should definitely look at that. Obviously, we'll talk about our meetup. Uh, it is sold out, of course, right now, but we do have a wait list that people can get on because inevitably, Somebody has to cancel last minute and we will make changes up to, I think, two weeks out. So we'll share more about that at the end here. Well, then let's jump into your tip of the week. So tip of the week this week is pay attention to what benefits you are entitled to from your status. You know, most of us know what our hotel benefits might be or Actually, in the case of Marriott, I always pull up the terms and conditions right before I check in so I can argue with the front desk because <laughs> they, they often don't know what they're supposed to be giving me. And I will pull it up and very gently point at my phone and say, no, it's this. But, you know, as we've all been joking about for a while, I, I am spirit gold now, you know. Well, apparently, you know, it worked out great. You know, I knew about the free carry-on bag, free check bag. You know, I could have gotten a free standard seat. But apparently, after I posted about that in the group, Ellen Moss, one of our 101 and 201 members, and actually kind of a neighbor of mine who I've not met in person yet, she said that there's like a $10 credit that you get on board, you know, for food and beverage or whatnot. Like you buy a snack, you buy a drink. I don't think alcohol is included, but I didn't know that. So, I, you know, I brought my water bottle on. I have my little, you know, Luna bar that I was eating, but I would have been happy to have them give me a snack, but I didn't know about it until after the fact. They have the Spirit Gold, and I'm sure some of the flight attendants don't even know because who knows that Spirit is, or who would even have uh, status with Spirit Airlines? I'm sure it's so <laughs> infrequent, but the there are some perks to Spirit Gold status more than just seats and bags and stuff like that. There's also, again, a food and beverage item that are complementary with that status. So yes, keep in mind that there are other benefits to have with that and that you could do a I actually used one of my benefits. I was telling a buddy of mine, I said, while I'm 1K, I always ask for, they don't have Woodford, but they have Buffalo Trace on board United. So I always ask for, you know, a, a bourbon there. And whether I drink it or not, I get a little uh, bourbon bottle to go. So I've got a little collection of oh, bourbon gosh. for whenever I travel so that I don't <laughs> go have to go out and buy drinks. So <laughs> <laughs> we will hack it any way we can. <laughs> so yeah, what? Whether as a 1K, you know, whether you're in economy or, or not, you get, you're also entitled to 
one food and one including alcoholic beverages. So I always try to take advantage of that while I can. So not much longer for that. So with that, Angie, where can everyone find us? So you can find us all day, every day. And unlike Joe, I am pretty much in the group almost all day, every day in the 100,000 plus member Award Travel 101 community on Facebook. And if you want to jump into more intermediate and advanced strategies, our Award Travel 201 community, which is $89.99 annually, is filled with those who wish to dig into the weeds, looking for more outsized value. And if you want to book time with our team to discuss how to better your earning and burning strategies, check out our award travel one-on-one consulting service for more personalized attention. If you need to email us, send us that at contactawardtravel at gmail.com. And as Joe said earlier, our San Antonio meetup in April is sold out, but we do have a wait list. So get your name on the wait list because it's a great way to meet up with other people and it's a great way to learn things in person. And of course, if you're looking to do so, make sure you get your flights and hotels locked in if you don't want to be chasing that at the last minute. You want to make sure that you get that booked now. While the awards are still there, while the rates are still there, it is Fiesta Week in San Antonio that weekend. And we will have some fun stuff going on that weekend. But I would anticipate the pricing is going to get more expensive as it gets closer and people realize what it is. And the fact is, is that it'll probably sell out at some point. So get your rooms now. You can always cancel freely on miles and points, or at least you can with Hyatt and Marriott Hilton. And I gave plenty of options in those event notices on Eventbrite. So we'll link that into the show notes. Thank you for joining us. And if you're looking to apply for your next car, don't forget to support the Award Travel 101 podcast and community. We thank you for joining us and have a great week. Take care. Thanks. Bye.